Hello and welcome to See Here Love. I'm your host, Melinda Estabrooks, and today I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Cheryl, Abby, Joanne, and Kimberly. Hey. Hi, guys. Hi. Love having you here on this Monday of Holy Week, the week before Easter. What a great time so to be good. together. Yes. Well, today we are featuring a previous interview with Bruxy Cavey. Bruxy is a friend and mentor to us here at See Here mm -hmm. Love and is the teaching pastor of The Meeting House, one of Canada's largest churches. He's also an author, and he talks with numerous scholars and skeptics about Jesus, and yet he is humble, unassuming, hilarious, and gracious, and he's very, very smart. <laughs> and there might be somebody here that might have a little crush on him. Cheryl. Roxy! <laughs> yes, just a little one. <laughs> so when we were booking guests for our Easter shows, we knew we needed to get Roxy to sit with us at the kitchen table and share his thoughts on the following. Did Easter really happen? Did Jesus really exist? And if so, why would we follow him? What difference does he really make in our everyday lives? How do we communicate the message of Easter to millennials, Gen Zs, and Gen Xers? And once we realize and believe the truth about Easter, how do we then live? So what are some takeaways as we go into this Easter weekend? And how should we live after the Easter weekend? Mm. Ah, yeah. good <laughs> questions. Well, let's watch our three interviews with Bruxy Cavey that we put into just one show for you today to get you prepared for Holy Week and Easter, and we'll share our thoughts and highlights at the end of the show. Enjoy. I think those of us who are already bored with the concept of Easter can recalibrate our hearts by first of all seeing Jesus, not as the religious icon in the stained glass window, but mm. as the revolutionary who turned religion on its head. So he came as the Jewish Messiah to shut down the Jewish religion. That never happens in any of religious history to have the, the leader of a religion come and say, now it's time to shut this down. So mm -hmm. you have a religion that's based on following certain rules. He says you don't have to follow the rules. It's not about law, now it's about love. You have a religion based on animal sacrifice. He says it's no longer, you don't have to make another sacrifice, I'll be the last sacrifice. And so the mm -hmm. cross becomes this great irreligious statement. And what applies to the Jewish religion applies to all religion, including the Christian religion. If we were trying to build a system of rules, regulations, rituals, and routines out of it and call it the Christian religion, and say, this is how you're saved, he would say, no, Jesus rebukes us as well. He says, no, this is God coming to you directly. Just trust, just have faith. Trust that mm. it's true. It's this beautiful intimacy of being in direct communion with God without the need of the institution to mediate. So when we look at the cross, we look at Easter, we're looking at a radical, irreligious revolution that should really excite us. Even if you're not a believer, you should be able to say, nothing like this has ever happened in human history. This is okay. worth studying. This is worth looking into and learning more about. But people have said, but I don't even know if historically it's happened. Like, mm -hmm. there's no yeah. bones. Mm -hmm. Is there really historical accounts <laughs> and eyewitnesses to see it other than the Bible? Because, you know, we're basing it on the Bible, they've said it, and people yeah. sort of outside of it go, Oh, the Bible says it, but I'm not really seeing it in other, you know, historical books sure. about it, right? Sure. I mean, yeah, I think uh, there's an easy pushback. First of all, we're glad there's no bones because that would mean the whole story was false. <laughs> right. Let's True. Be Good point. <laughs> yep. Um, but what we do have are the teachings of Jesus, and mm -hmm. so we do know that someone existed to come up with these teachings. And so when people say, "How do you know Jesus even existed?" they're actually, I think, bearing uh, a basic historical misunderstanding. Someone existed to come up with this radical, irreligious, revolutionary way of thinking. Whoever that person is who came up with these thoughts that have never been thought before in history, mm -hmm. 
whoever that person is, we're calling that person Jesus. And so when I talk to my friends, I'll say, well, let's call him Bob. There had to have been a Bob. We'll call this the what about Bob theory. <laughs> and they'll say, all right, well, I agree someone had to exist because the teachings are recorded by the end of the first century. So someone in Israel, they're thoroughly Jewish in their background, someone in Israel by the end of the first century came up with this radical approach. And it does, it's not a committee. It has one coherent mind behind it. And so we'll say, let's, let's come up with a theoretical name. We'll call it Bob. And then my friends will say, okay, so some Bob existed the first century. I can believe that. I'll say, okay, except Bob's a very unlikely name. There are no Bobs in Israel. But you know what was a very common name? Yeshua, Jesus. It's mm -hmm. actually historically quite likely that there was a person named Jesus who came up with this radical stuff. So now we can debate, did that historical person named Jesus actually perform the miracles, actually rise from the dead? But we're having a debate about a person who actually existed. Hmm. The, to start with, I don't even think he existed, is actually just to say a very silly thing. Right. Okay, yeah. do you say that to them? That's yeah. a really silly thing. A very yeah. silly thing. <laughs> I love that that rewinds right back just to the very, yeah. very root, the very, very foundation yeah. Yeah. of your entire debate. Yes, I love it. <laughs> and it's, it's important then to see the teachings are something no one can debate. We can right. debate, did he rise from the dead? Did he actually walk on water? But the teachings exist. And I say, if you read the teachings, uh, they they show that they bear the marks of the miraculous. When you read through the mm. teachings of Jesus, loving your enemy, forgiveness, the importance of forgiveness for any any relationship to work, mm. uh, we realize that he's getting to the core of what makes us human and gives us the tools we need to be human together mm -hmm. at the way that modern psychology is only catching up to and no one else has done this for us so so his teachings themselves are like a miracle in the way they fit with the human need yeah. so I tell people once you study his teachings I think there'll be enough to make you think there's something special about this guy. Yeah. Then it becomes easier to believe all the other miracles because the right. teachings themselves are verifiable. Do, we, do we struggle trying to acknowledge his, his existence because the acknowledgement now mm. causes us to do what? Yes, right, mm -hmm. uh, because he calls us to a way of living. Mm. He doesn't just say, pray a prayer, I'll take you to heaven. He says, follow me. That's mm. what he says regularly, follow me. And that means he has an agenda. If he really is God come in human flesh, he has something to say to us and yeah. he's going to call us into a way of living. And we do live in a day and age where we want to we want to be our own lords. We want to we don't want anyone <laughs> to tell well us what to do. We are always fighting for rights. I understand the fight for human rights is important, but we pass the tip of the bell curve to now it becomes not a fight for all of our respect. It becomes a fight for me. Hmm. Don't get up hmm. in my grill. Don't you disrespect me? This is right. a, I, and mm -hmm. so as I fight for me. Get up in my grill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're talking her language. <laughs> when someone says then, no, I want you to actually submit and follow me. Yeah. Like whoa, whoa, whoa. That is not how we think oh, these days. Yeah. Who who dare says that? Well, only one person would dare say that. Our creator and so so Jesus has a voice that calls us into a better way of living but it takes faith trust that if I follow you I'm going to be letting go of all my instincts to fight for self mm. I'm laying that down and that's, a, that's a heavy call it is. Mm -hmm. it's a risk but everything that matters in life is a risk that's a good point. Like yeah. when we're thinking, about, and, and that's so perfect as we look into you know Easter, this Holy mm. Week, because I think even for someone who's been a Christian all her life, I'll be honest, a lot of it's like, okay, the nice mm. dress yeah. for some, you know, going for lunch, preparing myself for all the stuff that happens that weekend, and I've lost Brexy, a bit of the. Mm. I won't say magic, but just that, you know, wow of Easter. You know, mm -hmm. like I the even wonder. the wonder yeah. of it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. and mm -hmm. I, I I feel sad about that because you've got churches all over the world who, yes, you know, we, we celebrate Easter, but I think for the people who many who attend, I think it, they're with me. It's yeah. sort of like 
we're doing it as as a ritual routine more than a wow the wonder of this moment mm -hmm, how mm -hmm. do i get my head around that how do we as as people who follow him you know kind of get back the wonder yeah do you know people go in different seasons where they they get bogged down in religious ritual or tradition and they need someone to help pull them back out and see Jesus in his original context, which is very mm -hmm. revolutionary. Yeah. And so when you find yourself getting bogged down by just the routiniz routinization of faith, mm -hmm. look for the person who's on fire, who's excited, who's, um, who's talking about Jesus in his original context, hang out with them, ask them questions, let them pull you out of the ditch because mm -hmm. there'll be a time when then they fall back in the ditch and they're like, yeah, right. I'm feeling kind of down and <laughs> routine. Right. But that's true with any real relationship. That's true with a marriage, that's right. true with a friendship. Right. And mm -hmm. you need a friend to come along and say, let me pull you out of that ditch, let me encourage you because you're in a healthier place or I'm in a healthier place than you are and then you return the favor. So being around the people, the right people mm -hmm. who are at a place right. where they're in a healthy relationship with Jesus mm -hmm. and can help you catch some of their fire mm -hmm. and then you return the favor another time of life as we go into this week mm -hmm. for those who are viewing how do we set our heart mind ready for this week good, good. like what, let, get us prepared as we go in into this week. excellent the weeks begins with Jesus riding into Jerusalem like a conquering king of new kingdom he said his was the gospel of the kingdom the good news of, a, of the kingdom and he's the king but notice he goes in not riding on a war horse it's a king comes in to conquer and he comes in with as big and blustery a display of power as possible. And he comes in on a donkey mm -hmm. with people not waving their swords in the air, but palm branches. And so he's making a statement. I am the king, but it's a different kind of kingdom. It's going to conquer hearts, not land and territory. Mm -hmm. It's going to conquer hearts by being gentle from, from the bottom up. My donkey is a gentle animal. So it's going to slowly overtake people relationally. Because at the end, I want to overtake in a way that means I'm inviting you into, be, into friendship with me. Mm -hmm. It's not, not into submission that I make sure you obey, but actually I want us all to be friends at the end of it all. And so he, he calls us all to be citizens of this kingdom. So I would say, take your cues from Jesus this week and say, what does it mean to follow a man, a king, who rides on a donkey wow. mm. and who, who then says forgiveness and gentleness and kindness and respect? Mm. Who are the people I've been trying to win over? If you're a Christian, say, I've been trying to win people over by arguing and shouting <laughs> at them. Or, and who are the people I just need to go and forgive? Mm or ask mm -hmm. for forgiveness for. Mm -hmm. This is starting the week the way Jesus rode into Jerusalem. Wow. He not only calls us to, to into an eternal relationship with God, he calls us into a here and now way of living mm -hmm. that, that fights for social justice and social harmony. It's not, here's the thing, it's not a call out culture that fights for social justice, it's a call in culture. Mm -hmm. It's not a social media, here's what's wrong with this person. Well, oh yeah, how dare that person because right. I'm a fighter for social justice. It's actually, instead of calling out, it's calling in. It's saying, yes, here's what's wrong, but I want to take as gentle an approach with you as possible so yeah. at the end of it, we can be friends together and we can be part of the same movement without bitterness mm -hmm. and animosity of how we became part of the same movement. And that's something that translates across all generations, that he's giving us a new way of living together and building a family. And the thing about a family is that you have different generations living together right. yep. and learning from each other, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So we don't just stay within our homogeneous unit and say, yeah, we're the best generation or we're the ones who have it right. And I can't believe that they, it's actually saying, no, we need each other. Different, uh, different ethnicities, different nationalities, different genders, and then different ages and stages all becoming unified mm -hmm. in Christ. That's the great strength of, the, of his message. So we need every generation to, mm -hmm. to kind of catch the same message in a way yeah. that's meaningful to them. And they say, I want to be a part of that. 
I always want to start with Jesus, and if you find the teaching and the calling and the mission of Jesus compelling, then to say, do you think it makes sense that we should do this together, instead mm -hmm. of a bunch of single individuals trying to figure it out on their own? Of course, doing something together will always accomplish more. And to say, well, that coming together, where we're not only accomplishing something, we're expressing the diversity right. that Jesus unites people who have nothing else in common. Mm -hmm. uh, he brings us together as family. So when I met you guys, a couple of you are meeting for the first time today, you're already my family. Right? And I was like, we're not friends yet. You know, we've been longtime friends. Yeah. You guys, we're not friends yet. But I already walked into the room saying, you're my sisters. Yeah. We're family. It's like, like uh, kids who are separated at birth, and you, feel, you realize we're going to have a family reunion with someone who's already related to me. Yes. You hit the ground running with a kind of togetherness right. that a is. A sense of community. Yes, mm -hmm. and that's impossible to have any other way. So I, I think if, if you help someone catch a vision for that, they can say, yes, I want that. You say, okay, well, the Bible calls that church. Right. Now, I'm sorry right. we have institutionalized it and right. made it seem right. distant, but that coming together is what we're talking about. Mm. So then now, yes, we can think about different ways to express that, but that togetherness is something that you, you really do want. And, and so, but here, if you look deeper behind the scenes, you, you start to see something coming to the surface, and that is what looks like the defeat of Jesus by the Romans and the religious leaders who called for his condemnation. So you have religion and politics. When they get in bed together, usually something bad happens. Religion and politics killed Jesus. And so you see his defeat. Look closer and you see his inauguration on the throne of his new kingdom. Hmm. So calling it Good Friday is an understatement. It's Great Friday. It's the best Friday that ever happened. In that you have the one who rides in the city on a donkey, says, my kingdom's going to be different. And then he is, <clears throat> he's given a crown. It's a crown of thorns. What the Romans are doing, ironically, Jesus is saying, that's the point. This is my kingdom. Today I receive my crown. It's a crown of suffering. It's a crown that doesn't run away from and reach only for comfort, but runs towards the hurting and the oppressed, willing to suffer with them. So it's appropriate. He says, give me my crown. It's a crown of suffering. And then they exalt him. They lift him up. Jesus had said in John's gospel, when I am lifted up, I will draw all people to myself. Usually that phrase for lifted up means exalted, worshipped, or enthroned on a throne that would always be higher than the people. But it says in John's Gospel, Jesus was talking about his crucifixion. Mm -hmm. So his enthronement was being hoisted up on the cross with a crown on his head. Remember they gave him a purple robe, mm -hmm. a royal robe, and a mm -hmm. scepter. And then finally, in case you're missing the symbolism, <laughs> they nail above his head, this is Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Mm -hmm. And so this becomes Inauguration Day of a new kingdom. But it's a kingdom where his subjects say, we are warriors dedicated to love and to moving into the suffering realms of the world to hurt alongside people wow. and to be there mm. for them. It's an upside down <laughs> kingdom. Yeah. Mm. So how does how does celebration of Good Friday and celebration of Easter Monday look different? Mm, yeah. So Easter, the resurrection, is kind of like God's exclamation mark at the end of Good Friday to say, it's true and I meant it. So it, any, any guy could say, really my suffering is a new kingdom. We say, yeah, why should we believe you? <laughs> Easter says, because he has the power of life and death, you can now backtrack and believe. You know when you see a movie that has a plot twist at the end, you can go mm -hmm. back and watch the whole movie and see it differently. Right. You watch The Sixth right. Sense Yeah, The Sixth Sense. That's exactly what's in The Sixth Sense. Yes. yes. Easter <laughs> says, you need to go back and look at this all differently oh, now. And you start to see, wait, the crown. The, the, it's yes. all... Because the resurrection says he knew what he was doing. He wasn't just a victim claiming to be the victor. He really was. And so you can trust him. He has that kind of power. Wow. And the beautiful mm -hmm. message then of the whole, this whole story arc of Easter is that when we trust Christ, he pulls us into his story. His story becomes our story. Mm -hmm. And 
the role of the Christian or the Christ follower is that we die with him, we lay our lives down, and we are resurrected to a new way of living. Right. And, mm -hmm. and it's not just one day we'll be resurrected to new life. Uh, Romans 6 says that we are now called to newness of life when we die and rise with Him. Our, our, our eternal life begins now. We start living like we're resurrected with this whole new value set. Right? Mm -hmm. So there's something that you guys and I together, uh, we reflect to, in together the fullness of who God is in human right. form. Mm -hmm. it's not, God's not a boy deity or a girl deity. When the church has overemphasized the maleness of God, mm -hmm. I can understand why some women say, there's nothing there for me. I need to turn to neo-paganism or to some other mm -hmm. kind of feminine God worship, deity worship, in order to find the feminine side. And the Catholics would say, well, that's Mother Mary. We'll help. And I understand why these things happen because we see God as male, so we need some feminine representative, so we'll turn to Mary or someone else. And God bless Mary, but actually God has male and femaleness in his heart. Mm -hmm. We're both made in his image. He's enough to show us all how to live. Mm -hmm. And don't let people dismantle it by saying, yeah, but Jesus came as a man. So obviously, yes. he came as the gender of power. Yeah, mm -hmm. He came that. as the gender of power to show people how to lay it down. Oh, and so, and so to lay it, wow, so to lay it down. Again. Say that again. Yeah. So he came as the gender of power, power because in that yeah. context, yeah. men had power. Women had no rights. to lay it down. So he gets down with his disciples. Wow. He starts washing their feet, <laughs> like a not just like a slave, like a woman slave. Wow. He starts washing their feet. Wow. He says, "You start doing likewise." If he came mm -hmm. as a woman, said, "Oh, let me wash your feet. Let me serve you," yeah. they would have said, "Well, that's what a woman that's does." That's your role. Yeah. So no big deal. So he turns everything on its head because yeah. we men, we need to learn the lesson. When he was talking you know? to the woman. The well, they're like, well, yeah. we're hungry, let's go. He's like, you guys go ahead. Yeah. I'm yes. going to stay here. Yeah. So he is power and he's authority. Yes. But he's nurture and he's yes. caring yeah. and he's oh, love. Yes. So he's Isn't that beautiful? That. Yeah, we see I both. love that. That's great. I love how you said the upside down kingdom. Mm -hmm. I wanted to say mm -hmm. that earlier. I've, that's yeah. a term I've heard. And mm -hmm. I just, so many more people need to get that in their head. Mm -hmm. um, this The Hillsong song, um, when I touch the sky, when my knees mm. hit the ground, mm. that's an example of this upside down kingdom. Yeah, so you you beautiful. touch God and you touch Jesus yes. when you when you lay yourself down yes. and you serve others and then, you become less. So good. And then we go into every relationship. If we go in with a humble posture, we're in a learning posture, saying, "How can I learn from who God is through my relationship with you?" Because of your gender difference, mm. maybe a, a generational difference, because of an ethnic or national difference, because of of a just your personal personal history will have helped you see things differently than I have. Mm -hmm. So I want to come into every relationship saying, how can I learn more about who God is through you? And and we need that. So as we, again, we don't, we have to wrap up yeah. this time yeah. because we mm -hmm. could be here for hours and I yeah. wish. Mm -hmm. But I, as we go in, so people are watching this on Good Friday, yeah. they're yeah. approaching Easter, church, yeah. lunches. Yeah. Your takeaways, Brax, like, you know, for mm. people who are sort of been on the outside, people been hurt by the church, mm -hmm. uh, angry at God for a great mm -hmm. loss, uh, people who are completely tired of the whole church thing, yeah. what is your takeaway encouragement for, yeah. for people as, as we go in to Easter? Sometimes there's no greater encouragement than being with someone who says, I get you. Yeah. I've mm -hmm. been there. Yeah. And I want to encourage people when they've been hurt, even especially hurt by religious institutions, and you talk to Jesus, he says, I get you. Yes. <laughs> the religious institution, institution hurt me too. My friends deserted me. They betrayed me. I, I've, I've had the worst of it. And I know what it's like to even feel like, God, where are you? And so we're talking to the God who really gets us when we are filled with sorrow and filled with grief and feeling all alone, and we feel like even, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We talk to the God who says, I get you. I've suffered along with you. 
And that's someone now I can begin, begin to build a, an encouraging relationship with. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, he, the prophecy about Jesus was that he would be Emmanuel, which mm. means God with us, mm -hmm. which means more than just God comes physically with us in human form. It means God's really with us. Mm. He's on our side. Mm -hmm. He really cares about us. And Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. It's worth reaching out to him. He, yeah. he gets you. Check out the See Here Love podcast and get the backstory. Get the inside scoop on real issues and real answers on common challenges we all face in relationships and in life. Find See Here Love on Apple Podcasts. Hi, I'm Melinda, host and executive producer of See Here Love, and I hope you are enjoying our conversation today. Well, you may not realize that See Here Love is made possible by the support of viewers and listeners like you. So would you please consider becoming a monthly donor? Any gift goes a long way in helping us build a community of women and men who talk about real issues and struggles as we navigate our faith together. Well, please go to seeherelove.com now and click on the big purple donate button. Thanks so much. Start your week off with me in your inbox. Sign up for our weekly newsletter today for exclusive content of See Here Love. Blogs, behind the scenes footage, and access to giveaways you'll love. Sign up today and let's start our week together. Wow. <laughs> you got Are the you hard blushing? eyes. <laughs> Come on, people. Oh, I hope Roxy is watching this right now. Yeah, we gotta we gotta make sure he watches. Yeah, we do. So okay. Mic so drop from there, that one. Yeah, there was so much yeah. he said. Yeah. So yeah. many yeah. things that were said. Give me some of your highlights, the kind of aha moments well, of what A lot he of said. it's not what he says, it's how he says yeah. it. Yeah. Because he's saying things we have heard before, but mm -hmm. it's it's a little bit of a twist. I've talked before about um, how you take a prism, like a light, and you put it into the light, and you turn it a little, and you see it, the new yeah, color, yeah. and that's what he does. That's yeah. what he does yeah. in his writing. Mm -hmm. I love how you've talked in one of the shows uh, we had with Brexy about his big impact on your personal life mm -hmm. as your pastor. Yeah, and I think that's that's how you've always talked about. It. I I know that from that mm -hmm. you, it's this twisting that he brings something new. We've all heard mm -hmm. the music yeah. story before yeah. around yeah. this table. I know right. a lot of our audience has as well. Yeah, yeah. but he brings something new. That's yeah. good. Brexy has this way of illuminating the scripture that you feel like. You've never read the Bible, <laughs> yeah, right. like ever. <laughs> yeah. Like, where did? The, how did? How did he, where did yeah, come yeah. From? Where did? The, yeah. And you know, I love him as an apologist because when he talked mm -hmm. about um, did Easter really happen, mm -hmm. and this age-old argument that people use to almost sort of like hang Christianity up in a knot, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he said, you know, as uh, there's just too much historical archaeological proof. Yeah. He's, right. He he says, I will. I refuse. It's it's too. Yeah. Um, it's too strong an argument that a man named Jesus walked the earth and did what he did, went where he went. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's it's sort of the onus is on us. Mm -hmm. Knowing that there was someone that did exist, now what do we do right. with that? Yeah. Right. So that challenge of living, right. um, because Jesus Jesus did live, breathe, and yeah. die yes. for us. That's good. Right. I like that yes. in the same one. It says, he doesn't say, Jesus, just say a prayer and I'll take you to heaven. Yeah. He says, follow me. He has an agenda to call us into a new way of living. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it wasn't like, it's, I love that. It's, it's not the simplified, like you say a prayer and now you're in heaven and all, all is good. Right. Yeah. The actual adventure and, yeah. and, and the Easter story is about living in a new way, yeah. in a new yeah. way with Jesus. Yeah. I love right. that. And I think he showed that, Jesus himself showed that when he came. And in um, one of the shows we had Bruxy on, um, I love Jesus, but hate religion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Jesus 
hated religion in a sense. Like mm -hmm. he, the people who were so, you know, structured on the law mm -hmm. and that they forgot to love people. Yeah. Um, he was all about that. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and my overall highlight, and I've said this before, we've done a show on this before, um, is where Bruxy says, Jesus came in the form of a man in the gender of power yeah. to mm -hmm. show how to lay it down. Oh. Yeah. And that was just, Ooh, yeah, that, <laughs> that was the mic drop moment awesome. for me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And yeah, it just, it, it caused me to now see Jesus in a different way as well. Yeah. So. Good. Kim, what do you think? You know what? I'm totally just going to say this, which is nothing <laughs> brilliant. But I just love when Brexy just talks and every single time says, well, let's just go back to what Jesus says. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, let's just go to the Bible. Let's just go back to what Jesus says. Mm -hmm. And it's all about what Jesus says. Yeah. Like, just here's what he said. Like, mm -hmm. love one another. I love you. I'm with you. I'm like, mm -hmm. I just, I, that just kind of stood out to me. He said that several times in, in that one about hating religion, mm -hmm. too. Just, well, that's like simplifying. Yeah. Jesus it all. says. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, right. it's just what he says. And what I love, too, in that uh, um, episode was that he also talked about Jesus is building a new family. Like, what I yes. love about Brooks mm. is making it very simple. Yes. It's a new yes. way to live. That's it's building right. a new family. Yeah. And we're coming into an upside-down kingdom, which is countercultural. Yeah. That yes. That's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Why is that so, like, whoa? Well, I, you know, because I'm a radical, and I, I just, I, I'm a misfit. <laughs> I'm a radical. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> I'm a misfit, and I love this whole idea, just, just presenting Jesus. Jesus as someone that just destroyed all yep. of these sort of systems yeah. that have held us bound and that he came just yeah. to upset and, yeah. and flip the kingdom upside yes. down. Um, people love to say that mm. Christianity is for the weak and Christianity. Uh -huh. and, and really, there's such a strength that mm -hmm. comes in being a Christian. And Jesus is one of the strongest people, mm -hmm. like yeah. just mm -hmm. so strong to just shatter yeah. Old mindsets, yeah. old traditions, old religions, yeah. and yeah. laws. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Joanna, what about you? You were saying well, the whole yeah. the whole story of Easter, right? Like the mm -hmm. the King who dies mm -hmm. on the Roman cross <laughs> to bring peace. Mm -hmm. Like peace was made through the cross by the Romans. They said because they kept the peace by killing people who went against the peace. And Jesus is like, yeah, okay, we can work with that. And he plays off of their own words and yeah. creates peace through himself, wow. not through any kingdom yeah. on earth. Right. And that it's constantly like taking and flipping or, or like I've already said, right? The prism mm -hmm. and turning it. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. and, and so it makes Jesus a very intriguing figure. Whatever you mm -hmm. may at this point believe about him, whether he's God or just some sort of interesting historic figure, mm -hmm. he's intriguing yeah. and worth studying. Yeah. yeah. And so what does, yeah. well, what does the Bible actually say about Jesus? Because yeah, we see yeah. a lot in the news, right? We yeah. see a lot yeah, right. of media or even personal impressions of what we think religion or Jesus yeah. are about. But mm -hmm. I think a lot of, a lot of us even, we don't really know. Have we read it? Yeah. Yeah. Do we know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think it's exciting. What I think Bruxy did in this, you know, previous interview was just yeah. sort of remind us about mm -hmm. a simple way of living, mm -hmm. radical, revolutionary, yeah. upside down. Mm -hmm. But it's all about this way of living a new way and family. And I think yeah. it was because sometimes we make it complicated. Yeah. Like our faith totally. is this, 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 and this, and this, yeah. this, and we yes. have to do. But it's like, you know, when we look at Jesus and how he lived, yeah. you see a side where you're like, 
wow, like mm. he loved these people. Yeah. Yeah. He spoke these truths. It was simple. Yeah. He hung out with these people. And so I think that was, it's a good reminder as we prepare for Easter yeah. that we do need to prepare. Like we don't just go into right. Easter and go, okay, now it's Easter, let's go to church. But there actually should be a preparation mm. of our mm -hmm. hearts yeah. and minds That's and really study mm -hmm. to know mm -hmm. him. That's good. What now. do you, yeah, what is it? Because you were really impacted in that previous interview when he was, when he was here. Yeah, oh yeah. I just, I think for me it was the first experience I've had sitting under somebody that spoke that way and mm -hmm. spoke of Jesus that way and so personally and yeah. intimately. Mm -hmm. And to me, I remember, frankly, we all started crying that day. <laughs> yes. We were, we as soon as the cameras we were did. off, we were all like, <laughs> and, we did. and just like, I'm so in love with Jesus suddenly. Yes. And so that's what it did for me. And that's, that's, I mean, it was a small little episode a year ago, <laughs> yeah. but it has changed the way I've walked my faith wow. out. Wow. Yeah. It has because, mm. you know, religion complicates totally. and relationship simplifies. Mm -hmm. yep. And it wasn't until that moment, because uh, I was in a personal transition in my own life, the timing could mm. not have been more God. Mm. Mm. I was literally leaving uh, a church I had been in almost 20 years and starting a new church. Mm -hmm. And so I was, I had perceptions that I believe God used Bruxy to, mm. to break yeah. down. Yeah. Uh, because sometimes we can get so churched, if yeah. you can understand what I mean yeah. by yeah. that, yeah. and get caught up in the mechanics mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. religion. Yeah. yeah. It's really, a it was a stripping away. And I'm glad that we could start together Holy Week together. I think yeah. it's a special. And I hope you have a great week. Thanks. Yeah. As you you celebrate too. the, mm -hmm. but the he's resurrection. Risen. He, is, he, is, he risen. is risen. He is risen. So thank you so much, you guys. And to you viewers, it's about Jesus. Yeah. It's about love. And yeah, it can be about a Cadbury egg. <laughs> but it's also, it's not about power, but it's about Jesus laying his power and life down for yes. us. And this yeah. week, we hope you give Jesus a chance yeah. or a second chance. And we hope our conversations today and Bruxy's conversation too mm -hmm. uh, has inspired you, has encouraged you. If you have any questions, go to seeherlove.com. Mm -hmm. We'd love to connect and pray with you. Mm -hmm. And on that note, together we can mm -hmm. say, don't forget, because you are... Seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Bye-bye. Geeks Insurance is a proud sponsor of the See Here Love Studio. See Here Love with Melinda Estabrooks is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. And from me and the See Here Love team, thanks so much for your support.